The gliders in this French competition could well be flying for three hours or more today. Yet at the end of the race, pilots might be separated by only a matter of seconds. Of great significance is the gliding performance that each glider has been designed for. Just what gliding performance means, and how it affects this race, we'll be exploring later on. But first, let's return to the 1930s for a lesson in flying. At Dunstable, the London Gliding Club with 300 members and 25 machines have their headquarters. Let us visit the club to see how gliding is learned. The beginner learns the first stages of gliding on this elementary machine which is called a ground hopper. He straps himself into his seat and is shown how to work the controls. They're exactly the same as in an aeroplane. These pedals control the movements of the rudder. Moving the stick backwards or forwards controls the elevation of the machine for climbing or for diving. Moving it right or left works the ailerons or adjustable parts of the wing and controls banking. The London Gliding Club remains very active to this day at its original site next to the hills of Dunstable Downs. One of the early flyers at Dunstable was Anne Welch, who went on to become the manager of the British gliding team. Having no engine, gliders needed a hill simply to get into the air. Sometimes simply by pushing and sometimes using a rubber rope called a bungee. Six men stretching the elastic rope send the machine high into the air when it's released, giving the pilot a chance to try the different controls. These primaries were designed intentionally to teach people to fly uh, before they could get their sticky hands on something much better. Are you ready? Walk and run. They didn't have much performance. That was intentional, so there's no question of, of the misguided student vanishing over the horizon, you had to stop quite soon, and the, because if you didn't, the glider did stop for you. He's launched for the first time from a hilltop. It's a nervous moment, but if he's successful in defying the law of gravity for a triumphal half minute, he is granted his A license. But the early gliders had so little performance that they, all they could do was to land down at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> if they got that far, some of them, even uh, the very early ones, actually made it to the ground before they got to the bottom of the hill. Whereas training gliders were purposely designed to glide badly, this glider, the Rhern Sperber from 1937, is a sailplane designed for soaring flight. Given enough height, it could stay aloft to fly cross-country.
That's two gliders designed for two very different performances. Take the primary, for instance. For every 20 meters forward, say, the primary will descend about 4 meters, giving a glide ratio or glide angle of around 5 to 1. Whereas the Rönsperber is designed for a flatter glide, and so over the same horizontal distance it drops a quarter as far, with a glide angle down to 20 to 1. Why is there such a difference in performance? The dagling primary, with an open cockpit, has very poor streamlining and the air resistance rapidly increases with the drag. Whereas the Rönsberber loses less energy through drag, so its better aerodynamics allow it to soar. Travel through the air at about 30 knots and the Rönsberber will descend at about 1.5 knots. But this descent can be countered if there's a component of airflow which is rising. A strong enough upwards airflow can not only stop a glider's fall, it can even allow a glider to climb. One place where you might find rising air is where wind blows onto a ridge of hills and is deflected up. One or two pilots found that they could stay up in this hill lift, this ridge lift, uh, without losing height and thus extend the length of their flight and then one or two of the bolder ones would do a, a turn at the end of the ridge and fly back along the ridge and then they would find that they were getting excellent soaring provided the wind was blowing onto the hill. This helped the design of gliders to change since to make the most of hill lift they built very big span gliders which would fly very slowly and so they could go turning in and out of all the little gullies and, and ridges and stay airborne.